Okay, hello and welcome to episode six of the Value of Talent podcast. We've been away for a long time, Fedor, but I'm back with my main man. How are we doing, brother? Good, I missed you. How was the Qatar? Basically, it was because of Qatar, guys. We couldn't find any time spot to 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 record the episodes. Yeah, so yeah, as Fedor mentioned there, obviously I've been in Qatar as, as probably most of the listeners um probably know if you, if you follow the podcast and, and maybe my content um yeah i was out in qatar and and that did um stop me from yeah being able to do anything content as i was i was vlogging out there so i've got one big vlog coming out very soon i've, I've almost finished editing it. it's like a 30 minute long vlog and honestly i can just i like i can look at it and be like actually really proud of it to be honest because i'm really i'm normally quite nervous on camera not in my bedroom but just like out in out in public um so I just thought, you know what, I've just got to like, I've just got to get over the barrier and uh, of being nervous in, in public and whatever. And, and I went for it. And I, I think um, without being like too cringy, it seems like it's turned out pretty well. But yeah, I, I wasn't able to, to record the pod. Um, so I'm sorry. And, and I'm sorry to you as well, Feder, for, for not being able to do that. But um, yeah, I'm back in action. Um, thank you, man. I'm back in action. Um, episode six today. Should we tell him what we're going to chat about first? And then I'll sort of get into Qatar, maybe. Yes, please do that. Okay, so rundown today, pretty casual one. Um, we're going to go through my trip in Qatar just to s- speak about specifics, the games I went to, my experiences, etc., etc. Then we're going to go through like so- more Surrey-related stuff and talk about the Global Cup, of course, our teams for this upcoming game week, which starts in two days, I believe, just under two days. Um, we're going to also talk about our private league, Value of Talent Private League. It is now closed, so whoever's in it is in it. You can't actually enter that no more. I think there's like 84 of us in there. Um, I'm doing horrendously bad, which we will get into. Um, and then we're going to talk about the Thursday announcement. So we're recording this on Wednesday, the 7th of December, um, and tomorrow we are finding out um what the situation is with the thresholds uh you know in the on the football side of of Sora basically so yeah loads to discuss there i know fed has got a lot of hot takes there for us so i'm i'm really excited to to hear his opinions on those but um yeah i guess i'll just go straight into qatar fedder like you know what like going prior to going there i had a feeling it was going to be as good as it was but then like looking back i just think like with the propaganda and all like the fake news we saw on 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 like Twitter, Facebook and stuff, whatever it was, like ninety pound a pint and you know the fake fans. Like maybe that was true. When I was there, I saw no fake fans. To be completely honest, like I just saw fans from Ecuador, fans from you know Mexico, fans from Argentina who were legit from those countries. I spoke to a load of them. Behind me, we're, we're only doing audio only, guys, but behind me, uh, just to give you a visu- visual sort of representation, I have a Mexico jersey that I traded uh, with a Mexican fan um, for my Welsh jersey. So, honestly, the vibes and the sort of atmosphere everywhere I went, went even in the stadiums, was insane. Like, nobody was segregated. Like, you know, in, if you watch a game in Germany, you'll have the Dortmund fans in their own section and the away fans elsewhere. You know, you won't be mixed in. At the World Cup, it was just a free-for-all everyone was sitting with everyone and the vibes were great don't get me wrong in the england wales game in the in, in my final game while i was out there there was a few sort of incidents i didn't see any like actual fighting but you know there was a bit of verbal um abuse shall we say um but you know you're gonna get that it's england versus wales and and there's no segregation it's going to happen right um but you know what Feder? like i'd been to dubai before so i kind of had a a decent like image of what I thought Qatar was going to be like. Obviously, they're both in the Middle East. Um, 
so I, I you know I, I wasn't buying into all like the propaganda and stuff before going out there and I was proved right like the place was absolutely amazing and I don't have many bad words to say about it so I don't know if you have any sort of questions like that can sort of prompt me to for me to answer but yeah honestly overall it was absolutely incredible yeah okay that it sounds amazing but i i do have a question i think i'm speaking in behalf of all other people who were not in qatar but how was how was the how were the parties were they good yeah so like i went to a few different sort of types of parties so we had a lot of so for the three Wales games that I attended, there was like a organized like pre-match day Welsh party type of thing in, in a hotel called the Intercontinental Hotel, um, which is actually owned by a Welshman. I, I didn't meet him, but apparently he's Welsh. Um, and yeah, we, you know, before the games for a few hours, everyone would get together, obviously drink a few beers and stuff. Um, and it was just a great sort of vibe. It was like basically pure Welsh fans there. There was no other sort of uh, nationalities. It was purely booked out for us. Um, and we had to, you know, we had to pay for that. You know, it was like, I think it was like, Eight, 80 uh, like 80 dollars maybe 80 bucks for like a couple of drinks and an entry into um into the parties they were great um and then i went to i went to a concert i saw david getter which was really cool um that was really fun the the like the sort of atmosphere there was amazing um i went to when i you know when germany played spain i didn't watch that in the stadium i went to the fan zone to watch that actually that was the first and only time i went to the fan zone and fan zone was amazing there was probably twenty thousand people on there uh, in there sorry they did serve alcohol so you know the whole alcohol ban it was only in the stadiums they didn't sell alcohol in the stadiums everywhere else they did um and yeah the vibes there were amazing there was like literally twenty thousand people there they had like a dj set I, I met people from like there was like Russians there, like even team, even like countries that weren't even in the World Cup were there, you know, like just just to be there for the World Cup, not even like working there. They're like legit were just there for for the vibes and stuff. I met like people from like Guatemala who came to watch Messi. One guy, Guatemalan from uh, sorry, yeah, Guatemalan guy came to watch Messi in the I think it was the Argentina Mexico game. He paid six hundred and fifty dollars for a ticket outside the stadium just to watch him. Like he said, it was his lifelong dream. All he wanted to do was watch Messi play, and he's he's been able to to do that now. And 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 he's watched him score a goal as well, which I thought was just a mate like a, an amazing story, you know. He's gonna have the chance, most likely, to watch him play one more time in the U.S. 2024 when they are playing the Copa America in the U.S. But um, yeah, and but another controversial take is, um, let's say, the stadiums were they full or were they empty, as everybody said. Let, let's be honest, because yeah, like so, every if you, like if you heard everywhere, like they they tried to sell it that every stadium is fully booked and even overbooked, basically. Yeah, so I mean, I can only speak on behalf of the f six games that I attended: uh, three Welsh games, the Brazil, Serbia, Germany, Japan, and Croatia, Canada. And I can honestly say, like, I couldn't like. Okay, so the only empty seats from a distance I could see was in the corporate section, you know? So, like, I was nowhere near there. So I could just see them from a glance. And it did look like there was a few empty spots here and there. But in, like, the general sort of population, I, I promise, like, I honestly didn't see any empty seats. Like, everything was fully, fully packed. Um, it was more the sort of the corporate side of things, you know, where, like, you know, people hasn't haven't turned up for whatever reason for one game. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But for me, I, I honestly, I couldn't see like, you know, a bunch of like, I don't know, seven seats in a row that were empty. Like I didn't see anything like that. They might have been the odd seat. I don't know. 
you know, these stadiums are big. It's hard to see, obviously, everywhere in the stadium. Um, but no, honestly, from my point of view, it, the only thing I could see was was sort of like the corporate side of things. On TV, especially the, the, the seats closer to the pitch actually seem to be quite empty in this case. Like on TV, they actually seemed very, very empty in this way. So that's why everybody is saying this is all fake what you're telling. Because if you mm -hmm. look on the telly, it looks basically empty. Like not 100% empty, but you see a lot of of, of left out seats, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, honestly, there might there might have been. I, I can't like disagree with that from from a TV standpoint. Like I for the most like for every game, I wasn't I wasn't close to the to the uh, the pitch in any of them really. The closest I was to the pitch um, was in the the last game, the England Wales game, and I was in with the Welsh fans. There was thousands of us there, so it, it didn't feel like there was any empty seats there, you know. Um, but no, honestly, there, there might have been. A, don't get me wrong, there definitely could have been. But like to my knowledge, from what I could see. Like it, uh, the probably the best way to describe it was it didn't feel empty. If that makes sense, the the atmospheres were amazing. Considering like you had a lot of casual fans there that just weren't fans of England or Wales, you just had like random nationalities just wanting to watch the game. There was like a really good atmosphere um, for the most part. In, in most games, they were trying to do like the Mexican wave all the time, and I don't know. It, there, there was a really sort of I don't know like a a warmth, a real warmth to to uh -huh. the the tournament. And how and how is the how was the metro? Everybody's talking about this metro, bro. Yeah, so the metro was going viral, wasn't it, on TikTok and stuff with the, the people saying like the metro. Yeah, the metro is this way and stuff. Really funny, honestly. The metro was the most efficient form of transportation out there. It was completely free. All you needed to do was show your hire card, which was the uh, basically your visa to get into Qatar. Um, but it got to the stage where. There were so many people going on the Metro, they didn't even ask for it in the end because it was just pointless, you know? Like, you'd have to show your phone, and it was too late by the time you went through the scanners, you know? Um, but no, the, the actual Metro system was amazing, Feder. Like, completely, I didn't see one bit of rubbish, like, no trash anywhere. It was, it was basically like being on the London Underground, but imagine if the Underground was built, like, a year ago, basically. Well, yeah, brand new, good. completely brand new. Um, there was three lines, so, like, there was a line probably a five minute walk from my apartment and then yeah if if you wanted to get to whatever stadium that would be you you know obviously you have to figure that out but there was only three lines so it wasn't very complicated um to, to get around but another form of transportation was was uber and uber was dirt cheap out there i mean like 30 minute journeys for like five bucks five euros and i and i mean that no exaggeration i promise you it was really really cheap i still have all the receipts on my phone um, of all the Ubers that I took, because we did take a lot of them. Like a couple of the games, we be we might be late, so we were late to the Canada Croatia game, and we and we didn't get on the metro, so we ended up getting an Uber there. Um, and it was like obviously we had to pay for it. The metro was free, um, but you just get there super fast. The only time we had a bit of an issue uh, with an Uber, which was the Brazil Serbia game. So Lusal Stadium holds eighty thousand, and it's like to get there, it, to get there in a taxi, like. You can't get very close to the stadium. It's so, like, segregated off. So the taxi driver, or the Uber driver, uh, dropped us off, like, 3.5 kilometers away. So we had to walk to the stadium from from 3.5 kilometer, you know, away, which is not that long. But it is when you're in a rush to get to the stadium and, and not miss the game. Um, we made it on time, thankfully. But, um, yeah, Metro was the most efficient way of, of getting around. But, obviously, after games, as you can imagine... 
40 to 80,000 people getting on these metros was a bit of an, a nightmare, you know. So there was a few queues after the games. Like, I think I remember the um, the Wales-US game. There was lots of, like, I was in, a, I was in a, like, a queue of people for, like, maybe an hour and a half just to get on the metro because, obviously, you know, there's so many people uh, wanting to, to get on it. So, no, overall, I, I don't have, it was, the transportation was very, very efficient. And, and uh, one what was the best stadium you have been to like which one was the nicest one good question um i think like just for pure size i know i know i should go like aesthetically as well but that the lusal stadium where the finals going to be held is just it's amazing like just the shape of it as well like it, it it's quite similar to wembley the how lusal it like stadium, like the lusal of... stadium is in doha doha right it's it's in the or is it outside of doha um, I think I think it was all in Doha, right? I don't know. I mean, I blue cells. No, some of them were a little, some of them were a little outside of Doha. Uh, okay, North. I mean, oh. yeah, they they were they were all scattered over the place. To be honest, I'm just having a look now. Um, yeah, so it's it's to the it, so the Lusal Stadium's in the north of Doha. Um, it's probably the most northern stadium if I'm looking at this right. On Google yeah. Maps, but no, it's that, the one in the middle. Yeah. Of, it's the one in the middle of the desert, right, bro? Yeah, there's nothing around it. Honestly, like it's so so bare out there, like nothing. But look at the outside of it. Like it's like a bowl, you know. It, it's just like it, it actually reminds. For some reason, it just reminds me of the World Cup trophy. For some reason, I don't really know why. Maybe because it's gold, probably. But it, I don't know. It's just so. It's just so clean and aesthetic. I, I think it's. Um, I don't know. For me, that that one's the most impressive, personally. <laughs> have you been to the container one i didn't go to the shipping container one no stadium 975 i, I didn't get one game there actually which was quite stadium annoying stadium 97 i think that looks just amazing if i'm honest it is cool yeah that one is but, cool um but how did they do that like what is the purpose how did, of it? so i i know there's 974 shipping containers used in the stadium And then nine seven four is actually the dialing code as well for uh, Qatar. So yeah, that was kind of the purpose behind it. I know those shipping containers are like being removed now. So yeah, they'll be. I guess they'll just be used across the world. I don't really know the exact purpose of the containers. Like what's going to be inside them? Like are they going to be? So used the stadium for is going to not be there anymore, or I. Th yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's gonna it's gonna sort of um, yeah. I think it's gonna go basically. It's next to the sea, holy moly. Yeah, that looks pretty nice. Like very that It does, I yeah. I'm a, I'm a, But I think there's I no game in it anymore. I think all the other games oh, really? are not in it anymore. We only have the quarterfinals, yeah, the semis and the basically we only have eight more games of World Cup football. Yeah. It's flown, hasn't it? If you think like sixty four games with were eight to go, it's it's kind of um We only yeah, have eight it's flown, right? We only have eight yeah. to go, which is pretty crazy, if I'm honest. <laughs> the thing is, like, obviously being out there, like, obviously I was watching almost a game a day, but then, like, to watch every other game, like, so there was four a day whilst I was out there. And I, I'll be honest, I didn't, I weren't able to watch them all because, like, they were one, four, seven, and ten, depending on what time my game was in terms of, like, you know, going to that game in real life you know, traveling and, and whatever. But yeah, I, I watched a lot of them. I, I'll be honest, I haven't watched every single one. Because um, no, there was just too many on and we would, yeah, and we were we were waking up at stupid o'clock and, and going to bed at stupid o'clock, as you can imagine. Um, I met I met some amazing Soray managers out there, um, which was incredible. 
Um, I hope they don't mind me talking about them. But Hey Dino uh, being one of them. So Hey Dino and his brother um, flew over from the US. I think they were there and up until yesterday. So they went to quarterfinal games as well. And um, yeah, lots of yeah, him and his brother. So Thaddeus Maximus is his brother. He's on Sore under the the name Thaddeus Maximus. Um, both like such nice guys. I was honestly like. They were the nicest guys I've ever met. They were amazing, massive football fans um, out of out of the US. They they went to the Russia World Cup. They've done some of the Euros. They're like really hardcore, like tournament sort of goers. Um, and and yeah, they love their they love their football. And then yeah, Sore Unicorn as well, which was um, yeah, we we had a, a night out together, so we all went to watch the France Argent uh, Australia game. Um, so it was me, Sore Unicorn, um, Thaddeus, and Heydinho, and it was. An amazing night. Like it was just nice to sort of talk so rare, um, you know, talk Qatar, being out there, and, and all the different games that we were going to. And it, it honestly, just such such just such an amazing experience. I actually watched the second half of the well uh, the Wales US game with Haydinho uh, uh, and his brother. They they were in the same block as me, so I was in block three two eight. It was miles high. It was very very high in the nosebleeds, and they were not in the same seats as me, but they were in the same block, which I thought was quite ironic. So second half, I went to sit with them, which was, which was fun. Um, but yeah, mate, honestly, just like, just an, honestly, an amazing, amazing time. And I'm just so thankful, like I know the results didn't go our way in, in terms of Wales, but um, just to be out there, you know, the smallest nation to qualify, I just can't be, I can't be too disappointed, you know, like we didn't, we shouldn't have been there in the first place, really. And it was just a bonus that we were, and to witness it live was just exceptional. Yeah, that's true. Like they stand, they stood no chance. If I'm uh, of honest, <laughs> like uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like I was I even surprised you. they drew against the US. If I'm honest, I was very, very they surprised. Got, oh, they got very lucky in that game. Very, very lucky. They got yeah. outplayed, but um. Yeah, any more any more questions that comes to mind? No, no. How many how many users did you onboard in Qatar to Sore? Honestly, I don't think that like you mean like signed up or just in yes. my um like signed global up. league. Signed up. I haven't ch well, I mean I checked say a, a week ago maybe when I was there. I think maybe 50, maybe. So not many. Okay, yeah. Which is pretty it's still a lot. 50. I mean, it, so 50 is a lot comparing that to how many had signed up on my on my sort of um, on my affiliate link the last five months. Yeah, it's this It's probably more than of course, like 50 is more than the last six months, basically, or five months, whatever you want to call it. Let's go. Um, so, yeah, Let's it's go. good. But I'm sure John and I'm sure John did loads. I don't know. Like, I, I haven't spoke to him. I'm, I don't. Yeah, but John is really my business, but OK. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are. Like, it'd be interesting to know, like, of the 500,000 that we have in the Global Cup, how many of them are, like, legit new users, you know? How many would you guess? A third. A third of it. You think? A third, okay, yes. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. 170k. Out of those third, already two-thirds already left, I would reckon, as well. Interesting. Okay. So you'd say probably like 10% of stayed, you think, roughly, maybe a bit less? Yeah. No, I'm more like okay. 30%. I, okay. see, I, I see a lot of galleries playing, actually, because I'm, I'm very into it, looking into some of those news accounts and everything. I see those yeah, yeah. new accounts playing, so there shouldn't be any mm -hmm. issue, especially uh, they're also 
trying to sell those stupid uh, custom series cards, basically. And uh, um, sorry for that word. Um, and, but they, they seem to have a lot of fun. And also they check in. Some of them really check in all two days or what, whenever the game day is up on and they draft new players. They actually draft some good new players as well. So some of them seem to really enjoy the game. Some of them you see they just played it once and then never came back basically. So, but but that's that's the game that that's how that's how the world is spinning. That's nothing new. Uh, the only thing is, yeah, yeah. we just need to do better in Sora wise to onboard them, to stick to them, and to to show them what great dopamine uh, effects Sora actually has. Because it's it's if you truly understand Sora and you truly played Sora one time. You cannot tell me it's not addictive. Everybody I know is addicted to Sora. Like if they played Sora the correct way, let's say that. Even if they sold up or whatever, yeah, yeah. they came all back because they couldn't stand without living without Sora, basically. And mm-hmm. um, so, but we need to onboard them better, show them how you really do it, and all this free to play and really telling everybody it's free to play. I don't think helped with that, but that's another discussion for itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, should this should we segue into to into the global cup now? I guess. Yeah, let's I, go. I think that could let's be a, the global cup. Yeah, it was nice a misery for us too. We've, we, oh my we, god, we, we we've had so we so <laughs> we've had an absolute nightmare. I'm just looking back to my match day one. So, 229 points match day one, right? <laughs> match day two, 255 points. Match day three, uh, 272 points. Match day four. How do you see that? Seven, a little bit better. I'm just going through like on Sora. I'm just changing the match day. You know, like if that makes sense. Just going, just yeah, going yeah. backwards. Um, totally, totally. So yeah, the most I've scored is 307 points. Feder, <laughs> you must have done better than that. Yeah, yeah, I've done better than that, 100. percent I did, <laughs> I did, uh, I did, I did. Actually, I'm doing okay now, but the first two mm-hmm. that game days completely killed me off, so that I hadn't any chance. The f- the first oh, the first one being uh, Emiliano Martinez losing to Saudi Arabia, uh, I think it was the yeah. most awful. I think I had De Paul with thirty five points, and then I had also Emiliano Martinez with thirty one points because he's he got scored twice, so he got minus eight and had and basically Emiliano Martinez was like is the worst keeper you could have taken because. Either he does a clean sheet or he doesn't do anything because he doesn't get anything on the goal except either he has 60 or he has 31. So he's like utter, he's really bad for that tournament. Uh, and yeah. Um, yeah, so that was the first big mistake. Then the second big mistake is, was taking um, was taking uh, Depot at least the last, the first two games. Then he stepped up what he can actually do. Then other things, mm-hmm. I had Kimmich. Kimmich, uh, Germany, he didn't actually play as a Kimmich for Germany, as he used to play normally, basically. And then, of course, we had our lovely boy Neymar, who got injured the first game. And then we had, I didn't have a striker for the next two game weeks. So the first time I could have... Okay, in the third game week, I I won somehow, luckily, a Chupomuteng. So I could have started the nice. Chupomuteng. But um, uh, then... Luckily, now in the fourth match day with the extra draft, I could have drafted a new striker. So then I then it got 
better. So this game week I already did like 325, which is huge for me in this Sora game weeks, basically, in this new match day system. But this Global Cup was utter yeah, disaster for me. It was a disaster. Like, yeah, I was I was so hopeful at the beginning. I thought I was the super brain that overdid everybody with my <laughs> nice lineup. And then I completely bonkered it. But it's crazy every- how, like, go on. It's crazy how everybody who's now on first, like the top 10% of the users playing the Global Cup, all had mm-hmm. Theo Hernandez in the first three mm. games, basically. Yes? And yeah. at yeah. least in the first two games. It's it's crazy. And it's crazy how lucky you had to be because it was 100% clear he would not have started. So those people actually I did know. a mistake by taking Theo Hernandez. And only because his brother suffered an ACL injury in the first 25 minutes, this guy could have stepped up and do whatever he's doing <laughs> right now. So this is like the... You can think whatever you want. And that's why I love yeah. football. You can think and and look at the data and whatever you want. At the end of the day, <laughs> 90 minutes of football and everything can happen. So, And even... Yeah. You can get really lucky and playing a few Hernandez because you've heard, oh, that, that name is great. But... Let's be honest, he was not supposed to start. No, no, there was no reason why you would want to pick him unless you picked him for your bench, really. You know, like you, he wasn't going into that tournament as a starter, like you said. Exactly, but wasn't. he was too expensive for a bench. He was like, uh, fair, yeah, okay. It was fair way enough. too expensive. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. And especially you, so wouldn't interesting. Have, you wouldn't have put him in the lineup, basically, because if you have picked him for the bench. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. So it does you make have a lot that. of sense, but nice. Yeah, but I'm a, I have Theo now as well in my lineup. So <laughs> nice, nice. Let's How are you looking for this for this um for this match day five? Oh, this my lineup. This match day is fire, bro. Like, th- why couldn't nice. I have started with this um, uh, lineup right now? Like, I'm lining up now. Uh, Alison, uh, Theo Hernandez, uh, okay. Enzo Fernandez, en- Enzo Fernandez, uh, Theo Hernandez, yeah. Enzo Fernandez. Lionel Messi and Neymar. So that's pretty good lineup. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but imagine how, that's the thing now. Imagine how many lineups there's going to be of the same. I know there's, yeah. there's XP now, but yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Did you win for your reward this morning or last night or whenever it was? From the custom series, whatever. I got one Eric Garcia. Well, yeah. Nice. I got, I got one. What about Eric... your, your common? Oh, I did uh, win uh, Chiromini. Oh, okay. Okay, nice. So that's pretty good as well, actually. I did yeah, win him. that so is good. I, 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 I actually... Am... Actually, um, I'm uh, telling you the truth. Um, I actually mm-hmm. drafted Marquinhos and Alisson and was okay. about to start Paul because I also have Paul. But mm-hmm. um, Paul seems to be injured for the game against the Netherlands. So oh, really, I redrafted, really? I redrafted, played instead mm-hmm. of Marquinhos, I, I, I play Theo, who I, who I have anyways in my squad. And yeah. uh, redrafted instead of, the point, instead of uh, spending the points for uh, Marquinhos, I spent the points for Enzo Fernandez. So now I have uh, Alisson, Theo and Enzo Fernandez, Lionel Messi and Neymar. Which is pretty. That's a free. Yeah, that's pretty a fire. fire team. <laughs> yeah, it is. My um, I actually won a Diogo Costa as a tier two common this morning. So, um, I now have 
a choice of either him or Emiliano Martinez, who obviously plays the Netherlands. Um, the problem I is then he have will... Christian. Ro- Go on. He, the, the the problem with Argentina is they are the highest standing football team in this uh, in this uh, sorry in this tournament. Sorry, wait. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Nice little um, sneeze that was from uh, Feder. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um, so they were they're really high on the pitch. Like they're always in the mm-hmm. prominent half. So the goalie of basically of the Argentina has never ever something to do, and that won't change against the Netherlands basically because that's just the mm-hmm. play of style and uh, Scaloni, and so. But I, I, I doubt that he will clean, keep a clean sheet, so I would not play Martinez. And especially how yeah, Morocco no, that... is playing, Morocco is, will, will stay in the back and just hope for mm-hmm. counterattacks. So I think you're safe to go with Diego Costa, but also Portugal is not looking very... They're looking very good in the, in the, uh, offensively, but they're not, good, mm-hmm. they're not really looking amazing defensively because they always got scored in every game, I think. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Also, him is not really good, but like I don't understand. I do understand because as we talked in our an- analysis for Brazil, that uh, the defense mm-hmm. of Brazil is not that great in this way, not yeah. equivalent to the attack in the midfield. So, Alisson gets so much to do and it's crazy what scores he's racking up this kid like he's he's having 50 or 85 that's it's unbelievable like Mm -hmm. i should have we we should have just picked alison we should have just sticked to our own analysis and picked alison like honestly it was just stupid from us or actually what we should have done which was the most actually the stupidest thing ever we should have Mm -hmm. just taken noppert at the stage where he was only eight points because it was clear he was yeah. going to be the number one starter like one and a half days before the global cup actually started the the news were mm-hmm. leaked so if we were intelligent we would have just taken upward because then we would have had so much more points in the for the outfield so that was like i think that was the big mistake that crumbled us completely in this way yeah the goalkeeper the goalkeeper and and also Neymar being injured killed yeah, us as well. Neymar being, be injured. Yeah. Neymar being injured, this was really painful, especially because I didn't have a striker for the, for the second game. But uh, I, if you look in the ranking, the guys who are on, on top either have Noppert or Alisson. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. They've been, they, yeah, they've scored the, the sort of the biggest peaks and stuff, haven't they? In in some game week, so. Uh... Yeah, no, I'll probably go with, with Costa then in goals. I've got Christian Romero, Enzo Fernandez, Julian Alvarez, and Neymar. I Honestly, I don't have any strength in depth. Like, I, I okay, I have Emiliano Martinez as a goalkeeper, but in defence, I have no other players playing. I had Laporte, Salisu, and uh, Meili, uh, Joaquin Meili. Yeah. Uh, in midfield, <laughs> in midfield, I have Rodri. De, De Bruyne is the one that killed me. Like, he's he's really, really but killed I'm me. I'm sorry, obviously, that's your own fault. That's your own fault. I know. I, you I, I, guy, I said it. We both I said would, it, actually. Yeah. We both said it. He's going to be the flop of the tournament. And you stupid and he was. <laughs> person uh, picking him for the Global Cup. Like, you're contradicting know, yourself in that. Like, I did. You were I, so did. I was just covering. I am. I know. I was covering myself. I know. I know. So we I'm had, stupid. I'm we stupid. were right with De Bruyne. And we I were, was we also were. right. 
and I was also right that Enzo Fernandez would be a starter. So, thank you. Well, not first game. Yeah, but, and then you thought they lost. That's the thing. Of course, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. I, I knew he wouldn't start the first game, but I knew if he came in and did something, he's going to stay, and he has, which basically what you said as well. But yeah, I had Rodri, De Bruyne, uh, Samansky. I have Fabinho, but obviously he's not going to start. Um, and then Jackson Irvine. And then up front, I have Musiala, of course, went out early, um, and, and Maratta. So yeah, honestly, this is all I can do. Like those five players... I'm banking on all all five of them to, to obviously go through. I know we'll get a redraft, um, but I can't afford all. Th- like I can't afford for Brazil, Argentina, and Portugal to lose. Otherwise, I'm literally dead. Basically, I can't afford to for France to lose. Actually, I really can't <laughs> afford to lose for France. Like, I would be really it's a big game, mind. bro. It's like, a big game. France, England. Should we? Should we? I know. Should we talk about the yeah, fixtures a little talk. bit? Just like the yeah. last, yeah. Let's do that. Okay, so, okay, Argentina Netherlands. How how do you sort of see that playing out? I actually think uh, Argentina found the mojo back. Basically, I'm very okay, at, at the right time. At the right time, I don't think they will beat Brazil. I thought that at the beginning of the tournaments, I predicted we predicted uh, Argentina Brazil in the in the in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. I at that point I thought that Argentina might win or have the upper hand against Brazil. I don't think they can yeah. beat Brazil uh, anymore. I I think England and France both can beat Brazil. Honestly speaking, I think both mm-hmm. of them can beat Brazil, but I doubt that Argentina can beat Brazil if not under lucky circumstances. Basically. Um, so um, that's that's very interesting. I think they should beat Netherlands, especially because the Netherlands didn't look too good, if I'm honest. They were kind mm-hmm. of lucky against Senegal. They didn't really play well against um, um, against uh, Ecuador. Against Ecuador, they really didn't yeah, play. Yeah. Well, they could have lost against Ecuador. Against Qatar, they only won 2-0 or 3-0, which was nothing special. And then against mm-hmm. the US, they should have... If they... It would have been a completely different game if uh, Timothy Villa is putting it in the goal in the 10th minute. Then it would have been a yeah. completely different game. Then I think actually the Netherlands could have gone home already. And I mm-hmm. think especially Van Dijk, hopefully he is proving me wrong because I really like him as a player. But especially uh, Van Dijk for me at the moment is looking like a shadow of himself. Like unbelievably how bad he is right now. Um, also, Frankie can't do everything in the midfield. Uh, Coop Miners, even if I really appreciate him, he's not doing the bits. Urien Timber, you know me. I am no fan of Urien Timber anyways. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's overrated as hell. And uh, Nathan Aik, he's actually the best player they have right now with Frankie de Jong in the, in the, in the, in the, and Cody Gakpo, of course. Uh, never disrespect yeah, Cody yeah. Gakpo. And, uh, the only thing I can see the Netherlands really stepping up and having a real contending chance against Argentina, which by no means Argentina is way superior than the Netherlands because I'm very, very disappointed in Argentina as well. But um, mm-hmm. if Depay finds his mojo back in the right time, I think they could beat the Argentina, but only in that case. Yeah, I mean, it's probably just a case of... I mean, looking at it in simple terms, is Messi going to be on fire again? If he is, I think he's he, he's just going to be hard. But the to problem beat, is, isn't he? like, a... I, I'm I'm 
I think they lost against Saudi Arabia because of Paredes, because he was always standing in the wrong uh, position. He didn't really got into the flow of how Argentina played. Mm -hmm. They're going to start Paredes probably against Netherlands. So this could be a very big advantage for uh, the Netherlands, especially because by no means De Paul is a crazy good footballer. He, of course, he's better than all of us together, but uh, <laughs> he's such a fighter. He's such a warrior and he always tries yeah. to get the ball and you're completely missing that type of player who completely With runs Paredes. out of his lungs like he he would kill himself yeah. Argentina basically and mm -hmm. uh, and that I'm I'm really really anxious that he's not playing actually um I hope he gets fit Could, I'm not yeah. gonna play him because I'm not gonna risk him I want to have at least mm -hmm. one decent uh, global cup result so I'm risking Enzo instead <laughs> but I hope for yeah, Argentina's yeah. sake uh, that Rodi Rodrigo de Paul will actually play because without him could be difficult. Yeah, yeah. Paredes is a completely different uh, player, isn't he, to, to De Paul. And De Paul athletically can offer so much more than than Paredes does. And yeah, I don't know if the Paredes Enzo like combination is it too similar in in a weird way. You know, the only thing, the only good thing about De Paul being out is that Enzo will go a little bit further. Will go further, so that he will have a lot more offensive. Uh, actions which is going to be good for yep. his game and maybe also good for Argentina's mm -hmm. game but I still think the the miss of the Paul outweighs this benefit for Argentina at least yeah. because Enzo let's let's not think in sorry terms but more like in what helps Argentina the most and I think that's a, mm -hmm. a Enzo in the back basically controlling the back midfield being like the backstopper before the defense. And then if somebody yep. gets through him, then there's still uh, Christian Romero and Otamendi still holding them off. So they're good to go, basically. And then if mm -hmm. all fails, they still have Emi Martinez, who is, even in what I said before, an, an unbelievable um, goalie. He's just not good on Sora because he's not doing any points. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I agree. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree with you. Argent I expect Argentina to win, but it's not going to be... I mean, no game's easy in the World Cup, obviously, but I, I don't think it'll be like... I don't think we'll see many goals, if I'm honest. I think it'll be really, really tight, this one. Yeah, it's either going to be 2-1 or 1-0, mm -hmm. I think. Or it's going to be a 0-0 zero, yeah. zero and going to pens, basically. But if they yeah. go to Yeah, pens, we, we might see a lot of that. Yeah. If they go to pens, it's going to be very interesting because Emi Martinez and Noppert are both very tall goalies, so they yeah. on, on, on paper they should be good in penalty shootouts. Like we saw with with Bono yesterday for for Morocco, Bono right? Bono and Livakovic, the the tall ones were good. Yeah, it's obvious. Even Donnarumma yeah, no. and Courtois, you see that they're just better than, for example, other people, mm -hmm. and then Ter Stegen. Yeah, definitely, mate. Or Jan Sommer. Okay, Jan Sommer is a beast. Yeah, Jan Sommer is a beast on his day. Uh, okay, Croatia, Brazil. Is this? Is this like an easy victory for Brazil, or do you think Croatia can can, uh, think can offer easy, something? I think we're gonna see the first Neymar show because I think he's gonna be mm -hmm. super fit on that game. I think he's gonna yeah he's really eager to show what he can, especially because Mbappe stepped up that much, and also Messi is stepping up that much, and he needs to show he's equivalent to those two basically. 
Yeah. That's that's mm -hmm. in himself basically. That's his inner motivation, his intrinsic motivation. So I think we're gonna see a Neymar mm -hmm. show, and he's having so much fun playing with Vinicius Junior and Richarlison. I think he's loving it. Like he's smiling every yeah. time you see him on the pitch. And uh, yeah, so I think it's gonna be a two zero for Brazil. I don't think it's gonna be a four zero because Croatia mm -hmm. will never give the spaces that South Korea gave to Brazil. Never, because they're yeah. just they, they're tactically better standing. Sorry to say, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, and I don't think Croatia has any threat. I'm really disappointed in Croatia. I thought they would have just kicked out Japan out of the ball, uh, out of the park, basically. I just think there would have been an easy 2-0 for them. And then uh, that would have been a, a the game. But now I think Brazil is, is going to do a 2-0 going to the semis. Yeah, I can't see I can't see anything other than that. I, I just think with Croatia, the only thing that's going to let them down is they have no pace. They have no, they have pace. no legs in the team. But they, they have a lot of, Yosko like you said, Yosko. positionally. Yeah, I mean, I was going to mention him. Yeah, how Yosko how impressed have you been? I, I know, I know, we know about him. Like, Yosko you know, Yosko so is better than the whole fucking Brazil defense together, <laughs> bro. He is, he is, he is on a different level right now. I've never seen anything like it for a twenty-year-old yeah. to be that mature and that physically like ready for football is is frightening. Like, he's, 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 a, he's a freak. I know, I, I know. I told but everybody. He's a freak, I told he was. He just got injured. That's the thing. And uh, now this uh, Diallo mm. guy is having a lot of game time in, Dial in Leipzig as well. Also Simakan, which yeah. is rightly so because Simakan is the same beast as Guardiola. And uh, yeah, fine. holy moly! If, if if Leipzig would have played Simakan and Guardiola in, in the in in the as a centre backs with uh, with Orban as a as a back three, that that would be just amazing. But. They yeah. have to rotate. It's just in their spirit. But Josko Guardiol is going to get a big move. Even if he's saying he's yeah. liking it in Leipzig, I think he's actually going to Real Madrid. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all, if I'm if I'm being honest. He's going to um, be the Modric uh, okay. substitute. The creation yeah. and the, and the <laughs> team. <laughs> The, the cent yeah the 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 center back version of Modric, um, okay England France this has got to be I mean on paper the the hardest to call but but is it are you, are you just are you are you thinking France or do you think England can, Bro, can give them I a wanna, game I want to first say a statement I think I'm very impressed by England and I'm also very impressed by by France and I did shame on England mm -hmm. I think they shouldn't start Walker I think. He could be the only liability because he didn't look game fit the last two games he played. Basically, okay. yeah, um, that's the only manco I have with uh, with England right now. I think Harry Maguire mm -hmm. is playing like Paolo Maldini if he's play if he's starting for England at the moment. Like it's unbelievable. Uh, Luke yeah. Shaw is also playing like Roberto Carlos. It's it's crazy and uh, and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jude Bellingham. I don't need to talk about that kid. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know who the hell gave Gavi the. <laughs> I don't know what they were smoking. Like, seriously. <laughs> um, um, but okay, that's another discussion as well. Uh, yeah, also Kane. Amazing how he's playing for the team and not playing for himself. I really, really, really impressed by England. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna make a very bold prediction now. Again, I'm 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 keen. I'm known for bold predictions. Uh, <laughs> I think who's gonna win that game is gonna win it all. Okay, wow, I think, uh, that oh, is a big statement. I think I think either France and England 
of really, really good. Mm-hmm. I think Portugal has no smugs as well. Like, Portugal impressed me yeah. a lot. But if they start mm-hmm. Cristiano, they will not win. I'm sorry to Cristiano. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> but they, I'm not even saying they should start Ramos, but they just should not start Cristiano. That's all. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, I'll, I'll I love Cristiano. I he was one of my biggest. I was the biggest fan of him when I was a child because he mm-hmm. he played this tricky stuff and he was like always hard work and whatever. So I will never disrespect Cristiano. He is uh, he knows something because he was smiling the whole game. So he, something is up there. So I I, I can't uh, yeah, I can't yeah. argue anything. He, I think he's gonna play anyways the next game because he was smiling the whole game. So something was fishy there. Like uh, either he was injured, yeah, yeah. something was fishy because he was smiling the whole game. And if he if something mm-hmm. would be wrong, he wouldn't have smiled. Like I know Cristiano. We all know Cristiano enough to know that he's like yeah, the yeah. most competitive guy ever existing. Yeah. So if something mm-hmm. would have been wrong, he wouldn't have smiled. So, but Portugal, yeah, so, yeah. Portugal, Morocco, amazing game. It's going to be lit. Yeah. I think Morocco are really, really, really strong. I'm I'm loving what Amrabat is doing. Amrabat is playing so good. What a player. What uh, a player. Unbelievable. Uh, mm-hmm. The only thing is what could be they have like 120 minutes of really a lot of work. They put in so much work against Spain. And yeah. uh, Portugal basically cruised off against Switzerland. And basically mm-hmm. stopped playing after the 70th minute. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so they have 50 more minutes of of of, of, of football in the legs. In yeah, the same yeah, time definitely. span, which is always kind of a negative aspect. Also, uh, it mm-hmm. seems that Aguard can't play. And I think he's been a beast. He's been amazing. And without him, mm-hmm. I can't see them defending that well they will they will give everything they would they are fighters they will give everything yeah so it's gonna be a very interesting yeah. one but i think it's gonna be mm-hmm. uh it's gonna be a very 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 close one zero for portugal something like that mm-hmm. you think you don't think portugal will score that many no no I, I don't think morocco is the team that would allow portugal to score that many Mm-hmm. Yeah, mentioning the injuries there, you said Agard, and uh, I think Roman Seiss maybe did like a hamstring injury at the end. I think he might be fine. I don't know, but I know he pulled up with a hamstring injury really late on. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw him touch A lot his of hamstring. them are injured. Yeah, especially. Yeah, I think two or three. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was a heavy game mm-hmm. against Spain for them. They 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 battled as it would be the last game. Like, yeah, and they did win it. Congrats to them, but calm as a bitch. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. Morocco have been Morocco have been uh, quite impressive, actually. Just, just in yeah, just, that that Amrabat has been phenomenal. What a player he is, by the way. Did you see her on Instagram? Yeah, uh, people were like, yeah, yeah but yeah, he's have right. you seen it? But he's <laughs> he right. had Gavi on one shoulder and Pedri yeah. on the other shoulder. <laughs> I'm, I'm again telling you, he couldn't have done it if he would have played against Jude Bellingham. Just saying. He no, couldn't. probably not. Jude's too athletic to do that. Jude's think. too yeah, good. Yeah. No, no, no. He's way too good. That's the yeah, thing. Jude, Jude has every... Right now, Jude is the most complete no, midfielder they, in the world. They, they were smoking something. Isn't like, he? I, I'm, I'm, I'm signing a petition. They were smoking something. That's, it's, that, that's, that's the biggest <laughs> robbery. 
since uh, Ribéry didn't the get Gavi, the, the Gavi yeah. robbery. That's that's a robbery. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. There's definitely something fishy going on there. One hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, going off topic. Obviously, they're not playing in the tournament now, and I don't know if you want me to bring them up. But your home nation, Germany, Fed, yeah. what happened? Talk to me. But I think what happened, there were too many political stuff um, basically concerning the players. And I think there were too many different sections in between the players, like players who wanted to do that and who were vocally very hard for that, especially the older players mm-hmm. and then, then the younger players who actually just wanted to play football in this way. And also yeah. the big section between Bayern players and not Bayern players. There, were, there seemed to be... Also, I think Hansi Flick, he's an idiot. I hate him. And uh, he should have resigned. It's a disgrace he didn't resign. Shame on you, Hansi Flick. Seriously, shame on you. Should have resigned because it was completely your fault. You had no emotion in the game. You you didn't bring any motivation. Should have started Fulkuk anyways from the beginning against Costa Rica. He deserved it. Why the hell did you start Müller? It's, it's a completely... They did play well at the end of the day, but of course... Also against Japan, they played well. Japan got very, very, very lucky, if I'm honest. Um, they had two. Mm-hmm. They they had like this ten minutes where they had this super power play, but before that, um, Germany could have already been like three zero up. So that would have been a completely yeah. different game then. And uh, I against, agree. against Spain, they played well, and then you saw how good they could have played, and uh, that was an amazing game. Spain, Spain, Germany was the best game I've seen on, in the World Cup so far. Like from intensity yeah. wise, it was amazing. Like, yeah, it was um, amazing. It was back. To, yeah, it was back to front, wasn't it? And, back um, to, and then, uh, then the then in the last game, of course, you, it's it's hard if you if. I mean, you won the game, didn't you? Like they, they won the game, and uh, it's it, 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 like they, that's why I'm saying karma's a bitch. Spain lost that on purpose. No, no way they didn't lose that on purpose, just to avoid mm-hmm. Brazil, and then they got kicked out by Morocco, which I'm like the happiest man alive on for it. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's another. It, it's it's because you can't tell me they were easily cruising one zero against the halftime. And uh, mm-hmm. then um, there's even, if we can talk about this later, um, let me explain first. And then they saw that Germany was also only playing 1-0 against, uh, Japan, uh, against Costa Rica at the halftime. So they knew, okay, they can't really score seven goals in the next half. So we can just let them win and become second. Yeah, in this yeah. point. And you saw mm-hmm. how, why this is true, basically, because there was a brief moment where Germany was too one behind in Costa Rica. Then Spain would have been eliminated yeah. in this way. And that's yeah, the only six right. minutes Spain actually attacked Japanese goal after the second half. <laughs> the rest of the, I watched, I watched, I rewatched the game. That's the only time the Spaniards yeah. attacked the Japanese goal. The other times you could have seen it wow. on, on, on Rodri. Rodri had like 706 passes or something like that because they were just passing it around. <laughs> and it. Nothing else. They didn't care about anything. Yeah. Else. yeah. And you could even see that uh, when the when the results were there's videos of it when the results uh, when the results were that Germany was leading again that the mm-hmm. the bench players of Spain were telling the other players on the sp- on the field to to do to go slow and uh, don't worry we're in wow. so so this is so I'm very happy they got kicked out by Morocco and they deserve it nothing else <laughs> I'm sorry against all my Spanish friends. Uh, <laughs> I still love you. How, I just um, don't like your national team anymore. 
<laughs> That's funny. No, um, I was just going to ask how how do you how do you feel Musiala did like in terms even of even like, he just needs his... to learn how to shoot. Yeah, I know, if he would I have know, known I... how to shoot, then we wouldn't have any problem. Anyways, we would have won against Spain he... and we would have won against Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, I was at that Japan game, and yeah, he he dribbled past some of the like the way he can dribble with the ball is like it's frightening. Like you think he's gonna lose it, and then he just gets the, like the toe involved again, and then he's he keeps going, and then he keeps going, and he's going, and then you're like, okay, shoot, 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 and then he always seems to sky it. It's just that final, final end product that it seems to be lacking in his game right now. And I just hope, I hope you know the the coaches at Bayern and stuff. Re- I know he's been scoring for Bayern. Don't get me wrong, but just on like a you know international level. They they really need to work on his finishing in those like you know like after he's done like a dribble then you know like he seems like when he hasn't when he can compose himself like not doing any dribbles he seems fine in front of goal but it's when he's like off balance and dribbling yeah. past five players and he's falling and it's like okay now now can you score and it's like he he he, he seems to um he seems to just not be hitting the target which is disappointing don't get me wrong he's a young player they're, they're gonna get he's gonna get better of course he is i'm not slagging him off but um that was the only thing missing from his game uh, other than that he was exceptional he was the only german forward that i was excited to watch when they got on the ball you know no he was amazing he's he, every time i watch oh, i think this is unbelievable but he needs to learn how to he doesn't need to learn he, he needs to learn how to shoot because then you saw the one time a real number nine came in who just knows how to shoot how it looks like when yeah. two groups are playing yeah, yeah. again. Oh uh, yeah, in Spain like experience. That, that's, it's experience. That's, how, that's exactly how you should do it. And it's it's a disgrace. And I'm honestly really, really, really. Um, how do you say? I'm really. Uh, um, not. I'm really. Uh, oh. How do you say? <laughs> what that? are you trying to say? Enttäuscht. Enttäuscht. Enticed. Enticed. Delusionated, something with delusioned. Uh, I don't delusional? know. Uh, delusional. delusional that, yeah, delusional. Okay. That uh, Hansi Flick didn't resign because he should have, because that was a disgrace. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and and going after or the distraught? game, distraught. And, are, you, are you looking for distraught? Maybe distraught. No. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. After the game, also he positioned himself like, oh, I'm the king. I did everything right, and uh, they they did nah. the players and did this bullshit. Um, what Germany needs is a is a is a gaffer like club who really can just motivate those kids. Same thing that mm-hmm. Italy had when they lost, when they were really on the down, which Germany is right now again. Um, they they brought in Kunter, who is like the most motivational coach ever, and he brought him mm-hmm. again on the right track. He 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 taught him to win again, basically, and then they got Mancini, who is more tactical. And then they won the European, uh, the the Euros, basically. So I think the next yeah. step would be to get Klopp, teach them how to win again, and and teach them how to love their country again, and to play for their country, basically, and give everything. Which I'm not saying they didn't, because some they did, uh, but 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 like really, really die like Rodrigo De Paul is playing for Argentina, basically, and um, yeah. then. Uh, and then uh, you can bring after four, two, three years, you can bring a gaffer like Tuchel, and then you're gonna win the World Cup again because the squad you ha- you have the squad basically and, uh, and the talents as well. Mm-hmm. 
But we also need to develop a right back. We need some right backs in our academies. I don't know why we don't have any right backs in our academies. And also <laughs> a, a nice number nine wouldn't be bad because Fulkrug is going to be 32 yeah. in four years again. So um, mm-hmm. we need a nice number nine as well. Which is a, a, a real funny. number nine. Which which I yeah. the, the, the crazy thing I saw this World Cup is like so many, so, so many uh, teams are just mm-hmm. lacking that number nine. And without this, with the number nine, they would have been so much better. Like, it's crazy. Brazil is that good because they have Richarlison, who's completely fulfilling his number nine role. He's the perfect number mm-hmm. nine for them. So it's, it's unbelievable. Like, Spain I know what you mean. Yeah, so bad because they hadn't played any number nine, but they on the uh, but they mm-hmm. played such a nice football at the end of the day. They played really good football, and it was really um, crushing the opponents. But they didn't have yeah. any number nine who was scoring the goals, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But do you think that's? I think I mean this is a different discussion again. But this is I think this is just a problem with modern football. I, I don't think I don't think we breed number nines anymore. It's like okay, you got your Harlands. There's a couple there, but you know what I'm saying for the most part, yeah, but the number nine role isn't isn't there anymore. I think we should sign. We should start a new petition to 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 revive the number nine <laughs> because it's it's utterly yeah, unbelievable. I like how it. Nobody is playing the the old num- the old striker the the Haaland's the Mirislav closer closer the, yeah the closer the <laughs> Ibrahimovic's the Lukatoni yeah, of yeah. this world who who were the the big mans and we need those mm-hmm. and uh, and somebody needs to put in the goals we can't play like only like uh, uh, nice tricks and show but if we don't score yeah gonna, at the end of the day there's a very simple word, uh, saying in football the team with the more goals wins that's it goals win games goals win games isn't it Feda that's, that, that's, yeah, it's a very it's a very simple equation and uh, yeah now you're right I, I think I think you are um, I think you've got a good uh, yeah a good foot to stand on with the whole nine, number nine thing cool. Yeah, that's why I love Gonzalo no, I, because he's a number nine. Yeah, he is a number nine. He is a number nine man. Um, no, it's really interesting. Actually, that is. I wonder what the um, you know, the audience thinks of that. Let us know on Twitter if if you think the number nine role in in modern football is sort of dying out. Um, and, and if you if you Should have any sort of suggestions to how, yeah, yeah, how to revive it, I guess. But um, okay, enough on that. We're, we're not almost an hour in, Fedor. Um, yeah, we didn't talk a long Massive time. Massive announcement. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a good time. We'll finish on the announcement tomorrow um, and, and our thoughts on, on what we think is going to happen um, in terms of this threshold situation, right? So, Sore announced... When did they announce it? Was it yesterday or the day before? The yesterday. Maybe yesterday. Or, yesterday. Well, yesterday, yesterday, yeah. So, Sore said on... Sorry, I said on Twitter, I'm just trying to find it now, um, that, yeah, on Thursday, we are going to find out. Um, here we go. So we are closing, uh, we are close, sorry, to sharing our 2023 plans for Sorry Football ETH thresholds, along with a few gameplay updates. Full details to come this Thursday at 10 a.m. CET. Um, Feder, like, I know we had a little chat yesterday on, on the phone you know, prepping for this, for this podcast and stuff. Like, okay, just first of all, in, in a simple term, give me what you think is going to happen. If you had to put money down, if you had a million pounds now, what do so rare announce tomorrow? And then we'll go into what you what what you'd like them to announce, if that makes sense. I think so is going to announce 
I don't think they're gonna get rid of the thresholds because okay. I I don't think they're that stupid, if I'm honest to say. And mm-hmm. sorry, I love you, and uh, that's why I'm confident in you. Um, I think they're just gonna make it harder to get the threshold and add some other fun gameplay with it within it basically mm-hmm. that's what i expect to happen tomorrow what's gonna okay. happen only <laughs> nicholas knows yeah yeah I, I agree with you i think i hope okay i hope they make it harder for the threshold to be one in the sense i think it should be maybe i don't know 235 points and 280 points rather than 205 and, and 250 something like this okay um I do see that being the most simple solution to tomorrow, but as we all know, so I do like to make things complicated and sometimes, um, yeah, in their decisions and, and, you know, maybe we shouldn't be, or maybe we shouldn't be so simple in our, um, in our predictions, but that was what, that's what I'd like to see. I just want it to be simple. I want it to be harder because I do think it's too easy to hit 205 points if you have five players. Four players is obviously a lot harder. Um, but I also, I also think, like, like obviously they alluded to, to other gameplay modes and whatever. I've seen discussed a lot, Fedder, the, you know, like in the NBA, they have, or the, sorry, NBA, they have the points cap. Do you think we could see some sort of division um, where we have a points cap for, for I th- football? I think we will have a points cap in football. We kind of do mm-hmm. already with the specialists. And, uh, but we will, yeah, have it yeah. little, we, we will have it a little, I think we will have it more, Crucial, I hope and I, I, I pray to God that we will have new gameplay modes, like maybe have a SO7, especially if we have a point system, because mm-hmm. what would be dreadful is that you introduce a point system on a on, based on everything, like that there wouldn't be any normal uh, tournament, tournaments anymore. And uh, but then the point system would be on five players and not on seven. So basically, you would have now after one and a half year of playing Sora, you would have uh, had a hard-earned, nice, very nice team, and you couldn't mm-hmm. have played all of your five stars anymore because the cap would have been too big. So that would mean, in conclusion, that would mean that a lot of really good stars are not needed anymore. So the tier zeros and the tier ones would fall a lot in prices, basically. So I don't think that's, yeah. that's not really the goal of uh, Sora. So what they should do, because people were anyways building for the five big star, uh, good players, basically, is uh, mm-hmm. implement the SO7 in this way so that people still can play the five big hitters, but then need to add two value hits with the, with the new cap system, basically, so they maintain the cap system, uh, but not, are not being forced to sell two of their big hitters anyways, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you're not crushing the market in this way. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the cap system is quite funny. I think there should be always composition, com- competitions where it's not needed, especially thresholds or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, I just, I talked to a lot of my friends in, in, in NBA. They seem to all love it. If you're enthusiastic into this shit. If you don't of have course, enough yeah. time... It's a horror because you you can't find the right players. You do, you really need to find the value picks, so it's it's a horror. And the people who have, who are in the game are gonna be way better than you, which is also fair because they're yeah. investing their time. But mm-hmm. then at least 
we give them another competition where they are able to just line up whatever they want. Maybe not win any cards, but only thresholds or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, and that's it. Um, yeah, but I think taking away the threshold would completely kill Sorrel off, honestly, because 80% of rare cards will not have any value anymore, basically, which also then implies that all of the other 20% who are good will lose drastic value because you're basically only winning cards who are have any value. So your expected value goes down as well because what you're winning is worth nothing. So your card is not worth anything as well because you're not winning anything mm-hmm. with it. So yeah, I think yeah. that, that would be very, very dangerous. And people don't seem to understand that. And uh, especially managers need to have a, a consistent, steady progression. Maybe what Sora should do, I think that's not even a bad idea, give them like credit that they can only spend on Sora. Maybe just even give them 100 bucks if they, if they uh, progress to 300 points in that game week. But you can only spend mm-hmm. them on Sora, so you cannot take them out of the of the ecosystem. Basically, um, give them Sora okay. Sora coins, basically, um, mm-hmm. because then it is given to the user that he can actually progress and yeah. build himself a nice team, steady by steady, and not needing to be lucky the one time. Because if you're if you're based on luck and not constant progression. A lot of users, I would say, would just die off after two weeks because they say, oh, I will not ever win anything at, at this game. Somebody who is yeah. playing Neymar, Messi and uh, and Hakimi and Donnarumma and uh, Kimi is always winning against me. So how can I ever play win a game? But I can build up slowly and steady to that games. And so luck-based, okay, this will work once or twice and it will also bring people to the platform because you, if you have the chance to build a team for 100 bucks and win something for $5,000. That's that's the game. That's how you get those people excited. And um yeah, but the the steady and progression to the next leagues that should be the point. And yeah, why mm-hmm. not add some pressure for uh, for super or even limited pro. Not for limited, but limited pro where you play like three rare cards and two limited cards something like that and have a $5 threshold. I think threshold was the life of Sora, is the life of Sora. A lot of people came in, fell in love with the game through the thresholds. I came in through mm-hmm. the thresholds. I only I came in because I saw a YouTube video that told me I can I can earn $200 uh, um, dollars a month if I have some players who just play football. I came in, mm-hmm. I fell in love with the game, I spent 55 ETH. I didn't spend 55 ETH, but my gallery now is a poor supposedly yeah, yeah. worth 50 ETH basically so um, mm-hmm. that's how it should work and uh, if you don't like it's we don't just make it harder so we're not spending any money which could be spent somewhere else on more better stuff but the most important thing for Thora to do right now and I'm really I mean that is stabilize the prices we can't live with those huge drops anymore if you want to become mainstream you can't have those drops anymore it's like you will scare off every mainstream customer there is on this planet 
I don't think yeah. everybody always says, oh, we need low prices so people can buy and whatever. I don't think mm -hmm. that is the case. I honestly don't think... I actually think that's bullshit. What we need is stable prices somehow. Or at least let them fluctuate 10% up, up 10% down, basically. Even up even more or not. Maybe, of course, if he's injured. But it can't be that Neymar in one day, in one week, loses half of its, of its value. Uh, it's just not possible. Nobody is gonna spend money on it if he sees that mm -hmm. price graph. But if he sees Neymar's 5,000, I can get Neymar for 5,000. And in seven months, I can sell him for a kind 4,500. I will make back that return, basically, and have some fun. I'm gonna invest that money. Yeah. I'm not going to invest that money if I see, oh, Neymar was at 5,000 and now he's at 1,000. So where is he going next? Is he going to 10, basically? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. I'm investing if I see 5,000, yeah. 5,000. Oh, it's going up even a little. Okay, nice. And I can easily spend that money. But I think that should be the case. And I don't think, I think all this bullshit saying we need low prices for low market entries, I don't think that's the case. We just need a really healthy market and that's all. And right now, there's no yeah. liquidity on the market, and we need to bring in somehow some liquidity. We need either through new users or through new gameway uh, paths or whatever, and even mm -hmm. also by stop bringing so much supply to the market. Because right now, there's too much, too much supply for the liquidity on the market. We should... Yeah. I don't know. I, I think Sora is doing it, but I don't know if they are really doing it. But we should basically bring the supply based on the users we actually have like if we have <coughs> we can bring 15 messies if we have like always the same persistent but if we see okay in one game we get doubles then of course we can bring in some new messies because then some new users but we can't always print 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 and it's not really growing mm -hmm. anyway in in this in the same amount as we're printing basically uh, that's at least yeah. my uh, my opinion in this way uh, so we just need a more data-focused driven way of supply, which shouldn't be too hard. And I think Sora is very capable of doing that. They are obviously under massive, um, massive uh, um, pressure, pressure themselves because we are in a bear mm -hmm. market and investors of them um, <clears throat> expect to have some returns so they need to somehow churn up the returns but i think for sure it's it's very important to see this long term and not to completely oversaturate the market and uh, yeah mm -hmm. i'm very excited i think they're gonna do something big for us and i think we're still very early ladies and gentlemen we're still very very early um yeah and yeah just focus on the things you really love doing on Sorel. Don't go and play some stuff you don't care about. If you love K-League, then play it. If you don't know anything about K, you will not enjoy it that much. Just stick to your own stuff and then you will also have fun in Sora. And when you have fun, you will also enjoy it and even make some money out of it. Because every time you will have fun, you will enjoy it more and make money. That's the thing. If you want to make money. But we all do. Yeah, but you can't, I, I just think people, a lot of people are entitled as well, feel entitled to where like, 
They they want to like it shouldn't be possible. I don't think for somebody to to spend like two hundred pounds like for a threshold team and and make a thousand in a in a in like a year. You know, like no no no. That's like if afraid. everyone's no, you know no, what I'm that, saying. But people do think that. Yeah, I, they shouldn't do that. That's not fair. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not progressed in this. But we need to we need Soria needs to be a little bit more a casino where you have to be, and I think they are a casino and they they understood themselves now that they are a casino and which is good. Yeah. And, um, we just need to get the fun back and concentrate on the gameplay and uh, just concentrate on the supply management. I'm not saying stop printing at all, but just concentrate on the supply management, when to add and when mm-hmm. not to add. And uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's basically it. And uh, and communicate to the users. And I think then the product works. The product is unbelievable. We are all addicted yeah. to Sora. We are all. And that... Mm-hmm. And we spend a lot of money. Some, a lot of people spend a lot of money on Sora. Even other people who don't have that much money, in confront to that, what they have, spend a lot of money on Sora. Yeah. That's why they're also emotional for Sora as well. Yeah, but that's only Definitely. why we, because we love the product. We love playing Sora. It's so much fun. It's so much fun watching the mm-hmm. game and knowing you have this guy and. Every action counts. It's like it gives you so much adrenaline, so much dopamine. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. It's it's unrivaled as a, as a product. But yeah, we just hope we just hope that the decisions that they make. Yeah, no, it really is. Um, the, the, the product. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Amazing. Sorry, the product is amazing. We just no, need I know, to, I know. To go back to focus on our product, basically. Yeah. Product first. I also saw a little bit off topic, but did you see the uh, ramp allowing people to um, like withdraw like straight from like Sora basically now? It seems like. Have you seen that? Yeah, I think that's very nice, but I don't think that's the point of it. I'm sorry. I even I ranted under. No, the of course. I'm. This is completely different point. No, 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 no. I ranted under. Dan, I think Dan uh, Dan uh, posted it. I even wrote him a nice uh, little tweet under the post that. It should be more the yeah, yeah. it should be more in the focus of Sora getting money into the platform than getting money of out course. of the platform. Yeah, yeah. So please 100%. get a fucking sorry, get a nice PayPal integration <laughs> in it, and please get the Apple Pay and also a Visa card implementation that I just have to Apple Pay and it's immediately in my Sora wallet. It's not going through ramp. Yeah, that's what we need. We don't need withdrawals. That's actually bad because people are taking out the money out of Sora. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. No, like, you're, that's right. Bad. you're right. That's stupid. Yeah, we should focus on getting money in, mm-hmm. not out. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Um, I just think though, like to onboard a new user and you tell them that, uh, well, you know, you need a you need a Coinbase wallet. You need this. You need that. Exactly. That, like to withdraw. That 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 is a barrier for people. So I, I do think, like you said, it is obviously the main focus to keep money in. But if but I think the ease of taking money out should like it should be easier to take money out. You know what I'm saying? I think the the goal where Sora wants to be and where they see themselves as well is of course very very mainstream. And if you want to be mainstream, you have to make it as simple as possible. And you need yeah. a PayPal integration. Just get the damn PayPal integration. I don't know or an Apple Pay immediate mm-hmm. integration without having to verify on ramp and using ramp. No mainstream user will ever use that. If yeah, somebody is listening, to, I agree. It, it is like it is because you have to give your email, then you have to give the code and whatever. Just give the PayPal. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the PayPal. Give the and it's done. Yeah. 
No, I agree with you. You, you, you are right. You have. If you, you want to be mainstream, of, uh... that's the thing you need to do. And I think Sora has hundred percent the potential of being mainstream. I talked to a uh, to a guy today. Yeah. I was very negative in the last mm-hmm. few few days about Sora and Jared because I love this platform so much, and that's why I wanted to succeed as much as as it can. And you too, as you do as well. Yeah. yeah. That's why we of course. We, we click so good. Uh, and I was mm-hmm. really kind of depressed because I, I thought, okay, Sora is not going the right direction where it should be. Because I told you already, I'm not the biggest fan of this Global Cup, by the way. It's fun to play, but it didn't bring any big ooh to the game, basically. And um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I talked to a guy today and he and he told we talk, we had a very good talk and I'm 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 looking into the future now for Sora even brighter and I think we can be still at the beginning. We can. It's a, 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 yeah. A, a attention on the can if we do it right. And uh, yeah, and I think this future for Sora can be amazingly bright and we can all have long lasting fun for the next couple of years if Sora does some tweaks and writes and then we will have fun don't i i'm not even talking about the money but it's more generally i want to play Sora in five years and uh yeah that's the thing and uh, i agree with you man that this is a long-term thing isn't it it's not something that we want to be there today and and gone tomorrow this is exactly a long-term um project and, and something that i do really see you know being a a sort of entertainment giant as, as they sort of want to call themselves um okay we've been chatting for an hour and 17 minutes feather we've done really well here to be fair considering this was our comeback podcast i know we've had a lot to say um but it's been really fun yeah that probably will conclude episode six of the value of talent podcast guys thank you for listening um i i think for now we are going to stop uh, upload into YouTube because th- it's just an absolute nightmare getting like a two hour or sometimes an hour and a half um, video on YouTube. It takes up so many gigabytes. It's just a, it's just a bit of a nightmare, lads. I've got to be honest. So um, we're going to just revert to audio only for now um, just to get back into the swing of things. We might at some point go back to, to video as well. Um, but for, yeah, for you podcast listeners to the, you know, that do other things whilst listening to us. I think the audio's you know more than fine. I- I'm somebody that do like uh, that does like uh, video as well. To be completely honest, but it's just not working for us right now. But like I said, in the future, um, we'll, we'll definitely reconsider it. Um, but yeah, Feda, thank you for being with me this evening. I know it's I know it's late where you are. Um, yeah, just thank you for your input as always. And yeah, we'll we'll sort of get cracking for episode seven next week. Um, yeah, by that point, what so. So we have quarterfinals. Is it over this weekend? Yes. Is that how it we works? Will, yeah. We will have them. We can either do it after the semis because the semis are done on Wednesday, basically. Okay. Okay. Or we can do it before the semis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No worries. Yeah. The yeah. Semis that, are I'm, I'm flexible Tuesday to do so we'll... Sorry. Got you. Okay. No. 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 Sorry. Um, okay. That's perfect. Yeah. We'll get episode seven out uh, for then. And yeah, mate. Um, yeah. Just thank you for being here with us, lads. Listening. As always, leave a review if you can, if, if you know how to. I'll be honest, I don't know how to, but I'm sure there's a way to do it. And it does, like, it'll help us so much. Our last episode was the most listened ever, which was really, really cool, the one with Quinny. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can sort of, um, yeah, get back into the into the uh, the podcast listeners' mindsets because we've been away for a few weeks. But, um, yeah, no, it's been amazing. Thank you, Feda. And, yeah, guys, we'll, we'll catch you next week.